actually buy caffeine pills locally? Not sure. Uh, but like, I, I know that there was a time when they had uh, caffeine gum. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if they still have it available locally. But like, yeah, when I was um, when I was in high school, the uh, the beginning of my caffeine addiction was uh, because of that caffeine gum. Oh, welcome to Channel 14's Bodega Nights, by the way. I'm Zhao. I'm 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 Paolo. Saxol. <laughs> We're talking about addiction. Yeah. Uh, it was brought up by uh, the fact that I started doing the whole vaping thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks, David. It was on Bodega Nights a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Two, three. Yeah, whenever whenever this comes out, right? Three, three because and three because I could clearly remember that that was during like this last or second to last week of some break. Okay. Yeah, but then, like, I, I released them later on, though. I know. Like, I released them a bit later. Oh, on. so you're talking about releases, not when he was, like, last actually here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I think, uh, I think, like, a month or so after, like, he left, uh, some of the episodes have yet to come out. I, I have no idea some how Some of to... the episodes have actually yet to come out. We've got, like... Let's see. There was the one on sli- on slight. Well, was the thing is, the though, ones that were released were so far were slight comic books and uh, history gaming. Did was there a bodega? Was there uh was there? Did that general? Did our the first bodega nights we do get released? Uh no. Um the the recording wasn't very good. So that's enough. <laughs> so you don't want to release it. Well, it's uh it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough edit, you know. Okay, so is that the last piece of content we did, or is there still more? Uh, for Bodega Nights, I think we have like one more left. Okay, one or two, depending on how how much like work I want to do. Uh, yeah, but yeah. then you know, let's see. Time and technology hasn't been on my side. <laughs> Tech. Technology or the internet specifically? Well, yeah, fine. The connection to the internet hasn't been very, like, good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It's really funny, though, because, like, the way... Um, okay, so so nothing has been released on Channel 14 for the past, like, couple of weeks. Yeah. Because of my uh, connection to the internet. Uh, but, like, ten days without, and without an internet connection. And technically, right now, you're at... Technically, you're right now the, uh, I'd say the, the, uh, gatekeeper of the Master Archive, if you will. More or less, yeah. Uh, that is going to change when we start doing video content, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, I yeah. will. Because, like, that's something I think that all of us have a little more, uh, experience with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it was, it was interesting, though. Like, the way, uh, the, the way, like my tech support calls went, um, yeah, because uh, it 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 was it was interesting because Why? like they, they they have a script that they follow right yeah like when you call in tech support they have a script they ask you for identification your you know to to verify that you are who you are your phone number yeah. Etc. And when it comes to like the actual troubleshooting, uh, they take you through the steps. Okay. Um, 
So whenever you whenever you call, um, you say like, yeah, hi, I'm blah blah blah. Uh, I am the son of blah 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 with address at blah blah blah. So like they have like they don't have to ask you those questions, and um, like I made uh, I made sure to say instead of uh, why don't I have the internet. Yeah. Very specifically asked, why do I not have a connection to the internet? Okay. Because the internet is never down. It is only your connection to the internet that is down. Like, yeah. So once a tech support person hears that, they know that you know what you're talking about. Okay. Like, I don't have a connection to the internet. I've tried to power cycle my modem. I've tried to power cycle my uh, router. I have checked for loose connections. I double checked and triple checked. Um... And then the guy says, so there's still no connection to the internet. Yes, sir, there's still no connection to the internet. So he says, okay, we'll uh, put a tech support ticket in. And uh, if nothing happens, call back tomorrow and we'll send somebody over. Like, oh, that wasn't very hard. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Basically, I waited, like, too long when it was just a matter of saying, hey, uh, I don't have a connection to the internet. Like, oh, a connection to the internet. Yes, he knows what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there's law school, which is... Oof. What about law school? Y- you know how it is. Like, uh, this is like the hardest I've ever like studied in my life. The hardest I've ever worked in my life, actually. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, like undergrad Zhao would look at law school Zhao and just stare in disbelief. Like, really? This is the person you've become? Okay. You're using index cards now. Like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Seriously? You've already come to that point? Yeah, dude. That point of, that point where you're going to start, where you, where you start making self-evaluations based on based on past version of yourself and current self yeah why not it's a like look at how far i've come or whatever at that point it's like it's largely an indication yeah it's largely an indication that you've that some that either something's important in your life has happened or well a lot of things have happened or you made a choice that was like alien to your alien to your past to your uh past self Yes. Kind of like... Namely, law school and podcasting. <laughs> like, huh. uh, yeah, law school and journalism. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Funny. You know, two things that I never thought I'd ever get into. Huh. Though two things that I always probably should have gotten into much earlier on. You're reminding me of a number of things that that I realized have happened to me over the past two, three years. So basically, after I like, after I stopped studying and stopped studying in Manila and just came home. Okay, like what? Like what? Uh, what would have been like these realizations? Well, it's more like change. It's a. Uh, it's like more like changes, realizations, and things I noticed. First thing I noticed is that I got more into gaming, huh. into the whole gaming thing, because largely gaming was just a casual pastime that was subordinated to something that I'm probably gonna get back into more of which was largely which is largely anime and otaku culture mind you I, 
mind you, I have an idea for a uh, for a uh, animation related podcast I like to do with with my bro and uh, and his, and some people we may know. Okay. Yeah. And also, funnily enough, this is something I also have come to a realization of. A personal change in politics, though I'm just going to end there. Unless it's fine for me to speak of it. Well, as long as it doesn't get too, like, you know. To what? As long as it doesn't get too heated. Oh, it's just me coming to a realization that back in the day I was more... Back in... Back as early as, like, anywhere from three to four years ago, I was more of a liberal... Well, not a full-on liberal, but more of a liberal. But now I'm, well, more of a conservative. Ah, well, it's nothing, you know. It's no shame in that, like... Uh, it's, it's always good to be, like, somewhere in the middle, though. Like, it, Yeah, but yeah. largely I've been, like... Largely I've been ensuring that I don't go... I don't, like, go into... Like... <laughs> like, not into Glenn Beck territory. Well, n- well, basically the idea is, like, when I look at politics, I see, like, the clear center... Then there's like center left, center right. Then there's the part portions that are like these bars that will I would like to call the clear left and the clear right, or just the left and the right. Yeah, and yeah. then at the fringe are the is the extreme, so uh, the like, extremes of both. So like you have um, on the extreme left the communists, and on the extreme right the Nazis. <laughs> yes, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, but then like the thing is. Um, it's 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 all right to have like uh i i guess like views from both sides hmm. but then the metaphor of like of, of like a political left and a political right and equating it to um being liberal and conservative is largely an american it's like, largely an american right? it's it's largely an american invention and to be fair the from what I recall, the concept of the left and the right was actually an, an was largely an invention that that originated from the French Revolution. Mm. Then, like, um, like the the whole liberal and conservative uh, I- ideology or whatever, right? Like the the du- like the duology of liberal liberal uh, liberal on left and conservative on right i mean uh, what what does what does it mean when one is liberal and when one is conservative hmm right because like what once you uh like what's the what what is uh because if you're going left and right yeah there has to be some point where the left and the right or the liberal and the conservative diverge in yes. order for there to be a distinction between the two and my understanding is that um, the conservative wants to conserve uh, the culture, um, economics, etc. Like, like maintain the status quo. To, an ex- to right? a good extent, yes. And that's why it is conservative, because you're conserving the status quo. Whereas the liberal wants to break from the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you have... Uh, if you have a society where what is commonly referred to as liberal now, so like, um, so say, w- what is quintessentially liberal? Uh, um, what is something that is quintessentially liberal? Because like, if you look at the, the, the situation of like guns in the Philippines, for example, yeah, the way that we have, um, the, the way that we control our guns in the Philippines, 
uh, would seem very liberal to somebody in the United States. Yes. Whereas the liberal in the Philippines would like to liberalize it, quote unquote, not not liberalize, but like the the uh, a liberal position with regard to guns in the Philippines would be the conservative position in, in the United, United States. States. Right? But for but when you frame it in that way, that mean so by framing it that way, that also seems to be an indication that there's been a long-standing thing against the private ownership of guns in the Philippines. If and if I'm correct, that's that's been the case for a while. Uh, well, the 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 main difference between um, guns in the Philippines and guns in the U.S. Uh, is that here in the Philippines, gun ownership is a privilege. Uh, it's a privilege, yeah. And uh, whereas in the U.S., it's a right. So yeah. It's, so base. It's 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 a different, you know, different situation. Yeah. What brought about the situation, though? What, here? Yeah. Was it uh, was it uh was it a law? Was it something in the constitution? Uh we don't have anything in the constitution that pertains to it, so it's gotta be legislation. So okay. Um I wouldn't know. I I, I wouldn't know. Oh okay. Like I, I know like I can I, I have my theories as to why it ended up in the American Constitution. Um it's it it, it was it was paranoia. I think that gave uh, that gave the Americans right to bear arms. Um, the like like the reason it's enshrined in the cons- in, in the American Constitution, uh, I, w- I would think, right, is on paper. It's because of that John Locke idea of the inherent right of the people to revolt if they don't like their government. Yeah, but I would like to think that the Bill of Rights in the U.S., particularly the part to do with guns exists as a reaction to the paranoia of being recolonized by the British. Probably the paranoia of being recolonized by the British, right? I guess. So, like, yay, we are independent. Now we have to make sure that if the British come back, we can fight them off. Largely. But I, my personal theory on that though is, is that back, is that back in the day, I'd assume that because of the uh, strife occurring at the time, we had a situation where the leaders of the revol- of the successful revolution were in a situation where they did not well well this is largely similar to what you said about the British coming back, but it was this probably but uh, the, my theory extends further to not just the British but anyone else on the other hand who might uh, do something. Do something to subjugate the now liberate now liberated people. Well, so, yeah, but then I don't know because when you when you look at um, when you look at uh, law, yeah, like a lot of law can be explained as a product of its time, right? Yeah, which is which, so, which is largely I'm saying that uh, the uh, that uh, the part of the legislation that legislated the the right. To the right to bear arms may have come out as a react as a reaction to a potential future event. I shouldn't use the word legislation though when we talk about the Constitution because it isn't ordinary legislation. It's, article. It's the Constitution. So basically, article. Well, yeah, the the provision in the provision uh, the Constitution. The provision, the article. Yeah, because the reason um the reason the Constitution is called the Constitution. Is it is um, 
it is what constitutes everything that is to do with your uh, state. Okay. Right. So uh, I'm gonna ask a rather interesting question. Do you know of any? Do you know of any countries that don't have a constitution? Uh. Well, it depends, right? Because I think every country has to have a highest law of the land. But the manner in which the constitutions of different countries sort of manifest themselves, quote-unquote, we as, like, people under a civil law tradition, uh, like, like we'd find it kind of weird. Because constitutions can be either written or unwritten. Yeah. Uh, So... Like the written because one of the thing I've uh, one of the things I'm actually trying to note is like sh- sure I'm familiar with the idea of the constitution within a within a society built upon that b- tries to build its law based on a uh, democratic republican a democratic republican uh, base but I'm trying to look at it at the idea of because like when I think of a constitution I think of that so I also know for a fact that. There are some countries, like in certain places in Africa, the Middle East, or even some places in Asia, that that have like these uh, that have like these laws that have a a far different legal regime than what we what than what we know that what we know of based on based on our based on our legal, legal system be, based, based on based our, our legal, legal system. system yeah. So basically, I'm just wondering. So I'm just basically wondering what it was, what it's like with there, whether whether they have whether they have a quote unquote constitution or basic law or something. See, uh, going back, it depends on what you mean by the word constitution, right? Hmm. Uh, because, like, if you if you consider the constitution as the highest law of the land, then every country has like a hierarchy of laws. Okay. Right. Um, uh, the U.S., the Philippines, we have what's called a uh, written, rigid constitution, yeah. which is like it's there on a piece of paper. You give it to somebody. That is the Philippine Constitution. Okay, and you know the, from Article, you know, etc. Right. And then there's the there's the case of the British. Yeah. Then the then there's the case of the British Constitution, which is um, an unwritten, flexible constitution. Which is uh, I, 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 how do how do we explain this? It's um, it's like an informal collection of laws that they hold to be higher than others. Okay, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like written law, but it could also be like um, cultural norms and practices. So, part of the British Constitution is like the respect for monarchy. Okay, now if for whatever reason. Um, the monarchy in uh, the UK is like deposed or dissolved or whatever, then that sort of aspect of the constitution will cease to be part of the constitution um, without an act of Congress, you know. Or an act of Parliament. Yeah, or an act, well, yeah, an act of Parliament. Okay. So, yeah, I would think that every country in the world has... um, a constitution in the sense that there is a highest law of the land, but not every country has um, a document that they can present and say this is the constitution of the insert country here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess that's just my understanding, though. Okay. 
I don't know. It makes sense because it makes sense because I tend to hear things like constitution or basic law. Yeah, so that's sort of what it is. It's um, it is it is that law which no other law can be uh, superior to. Yeah, <laughs> which is arguably why the Supreme Court is like really imbalanced, like uber powerful. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Wait, how did we get to the Constitution? Oh, yeah, we were I, talking about, like, shifting uh, shifting politics and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Guns. So, yeah. Uh, I, I was actually going to... Except I was talking about this with one of my law school friends earlier. Yeah. How, like, my theory about the American right to bear arms comes from the same place that uh, our constitutional provision on land ownership comes from. Okay. Um, like we have a citizenship requirement for yeah. uh, ownership of land in the Philippines, and which is not just to be clear, not tied to the whole to the economic provisions, or it's related. Uh, well, I was what what I was going for was um, it was a it was a reaction to um, the American colonization of the Philippines, right? Okay. Like in the early nineteen hundreds. Uh, the Americans started like leaving the Philippines little by little, right? Like yeah. with um, the Philippine Bill, the Jones Law, etc. Yeah. And um, as as part of our paranoia of being recolonized, we clearly defined our territory. Yes. So that's Article One. Um, and on top of that, we also. Uh, said that only Filipinos can own land in the Philippines. That way, the Philippines is owned by Filipinos. Okay. And to be fair, that makes sense because... um, That makes sense in that regard because, to be fair, the... uh, The American American colonization, which, by the way, didn't end until until a few years after World War II, would still be fresh in the minds of people yeah then like and, um, but when you look at like but the, at uh, least at, at that time yeah uh when you look at um when you look at uh the the development of the philippine constitution like a lot of it is just copy pasted from the previous one like i don't know so uh say the national territory was that's uh, all that's always been there, or at least it's been there since the fifties. Uh, since thirty-five. Oh, so it's been there even bef- even before. That was before or after the occupation uh, by Japan. That would be before. Because uh, if it's thirty-five, then that would be the Commonwealth. Yep. Well, the way the legal system worked then was uh, the highest court of the Philippines was the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. Right. So. Uh, it, it 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 was it was a lot like the way the states in the U.S. are now, right? They each have their supreme court, but then um, I, I guess you can appeal them to the, to the federal court. I'm not sure. To the, well, there is the appeals court. The sub, like each district has a, its own appeals court, and each district is made up of any of. If I'm correct, there were nine districts. Where? Huh. No, it's like I recall well, hearing. Where are we talking about the U.S. like U.S. legal system? Because I know for a fact that there's a legal, like 
I hear thing some every now and then I've read stuff about the ninth district Supreme Court and each district tends to uh tends to refer to a certain selection of states. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But then, I don't know how they're how the states are grouped. Well, though, probably but, like geographically, I guess. I but don't know because I, I know. Because I don't because I don't know. I found it in I think I saw I, I think I saw Alaska being in the same uh, district as Colorado as Colorado. Uh-huh. Which is which is like weird considering considering that if we have to use geography then tech then technically it should be closer to like Washington and Oregon. Well yeah, I guess. Then there. So. But so basically back in the Commonwealth days is isn't that what techni- isn't that technically what Puerto Rico go is going through at the moment? Uh, because it's still on yeah. it's still US territory. Yeah. I, I guess. Hmm. But then there, so that's that's how it was. Like if you look at if you look at like the old uh the really old cases from like the thirties from the forties, um all of their all of the titles were US versus for like the criminal cases. Oh, okay. Like like now we have people of the Philippines versus because sovereignty rests in the people of the Philippines. Okay. Um during the Commonwealth the sovereignty was the US for us like we were sort of independent but not really okay uh, we had our own constitution but our judicial system was still under the um supervision of the US Supreme Court okay so there <laughs> hmm. that's uh interesting i guess i should be teaching constitutional law to like undergrads oh. where you study <laughs> I don't know. I guess that should work. Or no, dude, I hate constitutional law. <laughs> well, I guess that's the case, with the exception of Article Three. Which Article is... Three is great. It's our Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. Like everybody should, everybody should at least read through Article Three of the Philippine Constitution. If he doesn't read like everything, at least that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird, right? Because like. Um, our constitution is kind of verbose. I verbose. Think. It's it's fairly long. Um, okay. As far as constitutions go, uh, and like say um, article article one, I think you can do away with that. <laughs> you know. Um, why can you you can do away with that because it should be assumed. Like because like why, why do we need to define our national territory when it isn't binding on anybody else but us? Because there's that principle of state sovereignty, right? Like, nothing is above the so, state. So, basically, it's redundant. Yeah, sort of. Like, so, um, so, it's, so, in, so you could say that Article 1 can be omitted because it's redundant and or because it's, it's to be assumed. Well, it isn't, it isn't binding on anybody but us. Okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. State sovereignty, so. Right. Uh, what's it? When I talk about state sovereignty, I'm not talking about like the people in relation, like the people of the Philippines in relation to the Philippine government. Okay. I'm talking about the Philippines in relation to every, every other, other con- country in, in the, the world. world, right? They, they have each country has sovereignty, and yeah. one cannot, uh, one one state cannot impose it, it, it its its sovereignty over another, right? Like okay. generally accepted principle of international law. So, like that just won't 
work. Okay. Uh, so yeah, who who are we going to enforce um, that particular provision of the Constitution against? Right? So we don't necessarily need um, a definition of our national territory as. But then I guess it's good to know that it forms part of the law of the land. Yeah. Um, we don't need a preamble. Like, why? Right. The 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 preamble doesn't. Uh, it doesn't create rights. Because that, that's all law really does, right? Law, law just pretty much creates rights. Creates rights, creates legal protections. Yeah, like, that's all the law really does. Um, well, it, it, it also give, it can also give, like, remedy and remedy, procedure, etc. Remedy, procedure, and defi- and in a number of cases, definition. Yeah. But then, like, the preamble doesn't really do any of that. It doesn't really do anything, right? It's it's just it's just there. It's just there, yeah. So in short it's ink. Mm. Uh arguably Article two is kinda useless. Okay. You know, like uh because it doesn't it isn't self executory, it needs it needs an act of legislation for it to take effect. So like <laughs> I thought this is the highest love that but it's uh what was I talking about? <laughs> Constitutional law. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, with the exception of Article Three, like I'm, I'm not a big fan of constitutional law. Hmm. Okay. And I think my grades reflect that. <laughs> oh. Because huh. like we have we have a separate subject for Article Three, like a subject for the Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah, that's because it's like really important. <laughs> okay. Because it is it is our protection against the state. Hmm. So it's you know uh, you. you no, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That, yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, right to freedom of the press. You know all the okay, uh, all that fun stuff. <laughs> ah, I see. Hmm. And um, and it's it's also uh, it it is like it's like the source of a lot of um a lot of controversy right like the, the bill of rights yeah yeah because well controversy in the sense that uh you know congress passes a law um and the power of judicial review is invoked so yes. somebody says to the court yo this law that was passed by congress totally unconstitutional and um one of the things that they like to say is it is violative Violative, violative, violative of the due process clause. Like, you know, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Uh, yeah, it's, so, like, with the, with the cybercrime bill, uh, cybercrime law, it's, it's been, yeah, with the cybercrime law. Yeah, it's been passed. And it went through judicial review. Yeah. Um, and they struck down some of the provisions contained therein as unconstitutional. Okay. Um, I'm actually glad that they did. Like the uh the the collection of real-time data was struck down as unconstitutional, I think. I have to read the decision again, but like yeah. I, yeah, I know that I one. recall the collection of real-time data and the uh kill switch and mm. the uh kill switch provision was was taken down. Yeah. Or it was a of special note of the things I noticed. Uh, libel, partially unconstitutional. Partially unconstitutional, though, if I'm correct, most of the provisions on libel were retained? Um, well, it depends, right? Because, 
Uh, what was the what was the big issue on on the, Libel? The, I know I know the one that uh, I know the one that uh, basically made uh, indirect involvement guilty was taken down. Yeah, large like I can't really quantify the exact contents of that uh, provision, but it was basically tantamount to like basically if you liked or share liked shared or commented on a libelous post, you were guilty of that act of libel yeah so there that um, i'm glad that that was uh struck down as unconstitutional oh yeah um what what else there was there was another libel uh there was another libel thing um was it related to the to the application to any and all future forms of what was it uh the of technology it was the liking thing because it was the aiding and abetting um which which like in 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 the u.s they have this they have this law uh where the user like generated content on the site yeah does not necessarily reflect the Views and views, opinions blah, 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 right? of the owners or, or practically everyone involved except for potentially the person who made that content. Yeah, so if somebody were to comment on Channel 14 um, and say something that is libelous... That would be... Uh, the whole aiding and abetting in cybercrime, particularly libel, would be... Uh, like, we'd, we, we would have criminal liability there. Because we are allowing it to happen. Allowing right? it yeah, to happen, so. yeah. Um, and I think that that was struck down as unconstitutional. Again, it's been a while since I've read the decision, so like, I have to check that out again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there, but but like a lot of a lot of these laws that are um, questioned, like the constitutionality of laws that are questioned, like usually. Um, Usually the go-to, like, section... Well, the the, the go-to part of the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it's always good to know. The Bill of Rights. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Huh. This is like a 30-minute discussion on constitutional law. Ugh. The thing you don't like to deal with? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, that reminds... Oh, well, I guess that's something I'm probably going to... It may or may not be something I may end up talking a little more about on... Talk... talk, Either I talk more about it or I think more about it while also, like, you know, like, talking or analyzing stuff with regards to microphones and whatnot. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, I've come to the realization that I need... That I'm probably going to need at least a 3.5 mm jack microphone for uh, your capture card. Yeah, like, yeah, for my capture card, and technically uh, having a second mic would be useful in case I decide in case doing multiple po- multiple people. Yeah, yeah, huh? They have those like locally, like really cheap, but then. I can't speak to the quality of them, so. Well, <laughs> I thought that I thought this to myself as the opportun- as the justification of me getting a headset, mm. Mm. and largely because I don't exactly have a set of cans at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do have one, but technically it works best only with my console, and I can't really use that in conjunction with my capture card since it's USB. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was um I was having this conversation with my mother earlier. Yeah. Because uh, she has this nice um, she has this nice speaker dock thing. Speaker dock thing like, for the phone. Yeah, for um for the iPhone five 4s for the iPhone 4s. That's a 30 pin connector, right? Yeah. Uh, works perfectly fine. Amazing thing. Yeah. She got an iPhone 6 last year and I realized... Five. A 5. 5. She got a 5S. And she got a 5S and was like, oh, this doesn't fit, fit on this perfectly good set of speakers. So she was asking me, like, so what do you, uh, what do you suggest? Should I get the one with, like, lightning, whatever? It's like, mom, no. Like, any, um, any speaker set thing, whatever. Like, yeah. make sure it has a 3.5 mil jack that way. Like, you're it sure that it's going to work, work with everything. everything. Uh, As opposed to, like, a proprietary standard. Yeah. Because, like, uh, right, uh, just, a, just as a bit of a PSA, um, if you want, if if people still actually need a reminder, lightning and the big thirty pin connector thing in that appeared on the fo- on the f- iPhone 4s, those are p- proprietary standards used by Apple. And if you if you want to know what a universal standard is, well, look up USB micro US mic yeah micro USB and uh, 3.5 millimeter jack. Yeah, because. Chances are, if you are in, if you have a smartphone with, phone with it, with it that uh, a droids, if you have an Android smartphone with it that was released within the past two years, it's going to have, it's going to have at least the micro B and the uh, the micro B and the three point five mm jack. Yeah, well, everything has to have a three point five mm. Yeah. Um, but like micro USB, that's like like every phone company out there, uh, with the exception of Apple, uses that. I think like all, all the all the manufacturers. I, that I'm wondering why micro B as opposed to mini B. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's like I I look at it and I think the only reason you're choosing micro B over mini B is because with micro B you can continue to make your smartphones thinner. Well, with, yeah, I guess because that could be. because with mini B. You're pretty much stuck with a certain thickness, which is like what the Droid Turbo is right now. Mm. Like, well, yeah, that actually does make sense, right? Because it's the the smallest like available thing out there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Although, um, well, this is this is like the weird thing about Apple. Yeah. Um, they the uh, the Lightning connector got so much hate. Really? Yeah. It, well, it got a lot of hate because I'm like, calling it now. The only reason it got hate was because it was a proprietary Apple standard, well, not because of the functionality. Because it was, uh, because it was proprietary to Apple, um, but more of I think because it was different, right? Like, oh, now I have to get an entirely new set of this uh, entirely new set of cables and like docks and stuff, right? True. Uh, but then, like, I do have to give them credit. For doing something brilliant, you don't have to think about where like which you're direction, it in. right? 
You don't have to think about the direction, whether it's like upside down or whatever. And uh, fun fact, you still have to deal with that with micro USB. And to be fair, if you have to deal with that with micro USB, there's also the chance that your connector could, you know, pop off. Yeah. Like, I've heard horror stories about the micro B connector popping off of their uh, phone while it's still connected, which practically means that that port is full (laughs) unless you, like, pry it, unless you, like, do phone surgery. Yeah. Uh, Although, like, the guys that came up with the USB standard... I think have like a prototype for a reversible USB. Uh, yeah, it's called USB Type-C, and it supposedly that new tablet that uh, Nokia announced, the mm-hmm. new Droid tablet, is going to be using that. Yeah, so like, uh, I, I guess that's a step in the right direction, yeah. Like, yeah. Have an open standard or, yeah. But USB is an open standard, right? Like it isn't just a standard. Yeah. Right. Largely it's an open standard. It's an open standard. No, it is an open standard because, from what I know, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay like like licensing fees. And stuff you don't like have to yes. pay uh, like exorbitant licensing fees as opposed to uh, as opposed to say a standard like Thunderbolt. Because like in the case of Thun- in the case of Thunderbolt, you're paying in you're paying Intel a good amount of money just to use the standard. Well, well, uh, well I, I guess. I, I hesitate to use the word standard to talk well, about not the standard. Thunderbolt. I think a good example of something that has become a standard that is proprietary is the MP3. Okay. Because, like, the MP3 um, is proprietary. It just happens to be free. Like, the, the DLL you can get for free, etc. But, like, it's not an open standard in okay. that uh, it is licensed. And, um, like, like Linux distributions, if they distribute in the US, for example, uh, because of licensing agreements, you can't, um, you can't release an operating system with the MP3 codec built in without having to pay for it. Ah, so, okay. like, Windows and Mac have, um, have the MP3 codec built in, but Microsoft and Apple have had to pay. But, and, and if I'm correct with with li- with Linux, it's mostly been uh, per distro. It's been a per distro basis. Now with Linux, usually they don't have the MP3 codec built in because uh, Canonical isn't going to pay for being able to build in the MP3 standard. Um, they can't redistribute the MP3 codec. What they can do is yes. during installation tell the user download the mp3 codec and they have like an automated system for doing that ah okay so so basically yeah. basically if you have a new linux linux install when you're in the package manager for that first time that's one of the things yeah oh the the installation process like when you when you install right they give you a bunch of different options like how do you want to partition your hard drive yeah what is your username etc so um, they put it there yeah one of the things that they ask you is uh, a step that is unique to Linux, um, and not all distributions do this, but like a step that is unique to Linux is, would you like to download the MP3 codecs? Would you like to download Flash and Java? Because these are proprietary and cannot be redistributed, um, but can be downloaded for free. Okay. So there's, there's that. Because licensing is kind of weird like that. Huh, okay. <laughs> 
so, though when I think about the amount of uh, fee, amount of licensing in that's pro that probably goes into putting Thunderbolt into your laptop or your or your PC box, I start to understand a little bit more as to how, as to why as to why Mac, as to why Max cost cost the way they do. Well, again, just <laughs> a little. Oh, once you start getting into it, like that's the reason that all technology is so much more expensive than you know, like the cost of production. Right? When you look at how much stuff actually costs to be built, yeah, physically, like it isn't really that much. Mm. Um, a lot of it goes to intellectual property, which is, which I, which I guess is proper. You know, intellectual property, R and D, and marketing. Yeah, and licensing fees in in a number of cases. Yeah, li- licensing fees—that's intellectual property because oh, okay. you are licensing a patent, right? Yeah, yeah, and patent is an intellectual property. So because it is the creation of a human mind, we the creation creation of the human like what, what's his name? Um, engineer engineer Belozos. When we uh, did that interview for Kelp, actually gave like a definition of what intellectual property is. Creation of the human. A creation of the human mind. Yeah. So, like, an invention... Yeah. ...is intellectual property. And that protection is... Uh, ...is supposed to keep people inventing. But then, you know... Sometimes it can be excessive when you have, like, patent portfolios as part of the investment of a company, etc. So, uh, and... And software that, patents. <laughs> Those are kind of terrible. Isn't that where the... Ho- isn't that is that where the uh, whole thing about patent trolling usually starts off from? Yeah, yeah, because like you, uh, because because patents are viewed can be viewed as like commodities. They can be viewed as uh, property, right? Um, so say like like you're protecting an idea, and this idea uh, can make you money. Okay. Right. Through licensing fees. So if somebody wants to use your patented idea, your patented, say, process, or your patented machine, they have to pay you, uh, they have to pay you pretty much, like a portion or something. Now, um, what some inventors do is sell their patents to companies. Okay. Because you can, you can transfer ownership of a patent. And um, because it is worth money in the sense that you can potentially get licensing from it or yeah. indeed manufacture, um, these companies collect a bunch of patents and start enforcing their patent claims against other companies that do something similar. So, Okay. There. Like, in, in theory, patents should... Patents are really good because they protect inventors, but then sometimes the way it's practiced, uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. If I'm correct, that's if I'm correct. That if I'm correct, the pro- those uh, little problems are why patent trolling is a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this of course is only like really applicable to the U.S. because we don't. Yeah. I d- I don't know. Did the cybercrime law? Did, uh, wait, did the cybercrime, just in clarification with regards to the, uh, cybercrime law, did the cybercrime law tackle any sections in regards to, uh, 
Uh, piracy? Yeah. Was it? Was it this? Is it? Was it? Was it just a reiteration, or was it a? Uh, was it additional uh, things stated about it? Not sure. Because um, I I remember I'm trying to recall a discussion that we had about uh, that we had with Miko a few year a f- a few months or e- or even last year in relation to like something with regards to internet content. And, uh, internet content, certain, a kind of internet content, and some, thi- some legal thing. I've, I'm trying to recall, but I'm, I forgot exactly what it was about. Child pornography? No, no, no. And I'm almost certain it wasn't fair use, because it was, it had, it had something to do with something where I amounted it to b- basically saying that, we did not have this in the country. Basically, the flow of the conversation went, I said that we don't have this in the country. Miko went on to say that you, that we actually do, but then you clarified that we don't have this thing in the country. This, uh, legal thing. Mm-hmm.